to let's talk Tottenham international break. So there's not really anything to talk about, but it's Tottenham. So there's lots to talk about. Uh, joined by Brad. How you doing, Brad? Uh, Chris, good, thank you. It's Friday, so it's uh, nice and sunny, so can't be better than that, really. Yeah, lovely day today. Uh, Brian Daigle's joining us shortly, hopefully Stella as well uh, at some point as well. Uh, but we're primarily talking about top four today uh, and, you know, the top four race. The season starts here, really, with nine games left, eight games, ten games for various different teams. And before we go, a big thank you. Uh, reached 200 uh, subscribers uh, yesterday. It's now 202. Uh, thanks to everybody who subscribed, everyone who watches, everyone who puts comments on. Really does mean a lot. Uh, please keep doing it. And, yeah, let's get to the next uh, 100. But thanks to everybody who subscribed and watch, watches, as I say. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get on to the top uh uh, uh, four in a sec, Brad. Uh, and, and firstly, as well, uh, uh, please hit the like, please hit the subscribe. And also, as well, if you're not aware, which you should be by now, tomorrow is a huge day, half 10 pm mm. UK time. For anyone who doesn't know, where have you been? Bob Spur mm. is back in the wall, is back on Bob Spur TV. You don't want to miss that one. You don't want to miss that one. Half 10, 10 30 pm UK time, uh, Bob Spur TV, that's a YouTube channel. Make sure you check that out. There'll be a, a. I mean, I hope he's prepared for not being able to talk that much to have to put comments upon comments up on uh, well wishes for him and and everything because he's going to get a lot. And I would imagine that the the viewers of that is going to be skyrocketing and fully deserved as well. So make sure you check that out. Uh, but before we get to uh, top four, this guy retired, uh, Brad Jermaine. Mm. Brilliant strike, yeah. not just for Tottenham but various. Other teams didn't really get his shot with England. He did score in a World Cup, though. I think the South Africa World Cup, I think it was. Uh, but yeah, absolutely superb striker. And 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 you know, he's now a pundit. But what, what he did with Bradley Lowry as well, I mean, he could have mm. easily just well, I'll do it while I'm playing at Sunderland and then not really do that much afterwards. But he seems to, from what I've I, I hear in 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 news and read on Twitter, he still keeps in contact with them and just seems like a really nice bloke as well as top, top striker. Pundit now for Sky, so we actually have some <laughs> representation for Spurs yeah, on there. And he's, he's pretty good on there, I think, so hopefully he continues that. But yeah, a, a word on Jermaine Defoe and, and what you think he'll do next. Well, I, I've been reading that they're, that they're looking at uh, involving him in, in, uh, at Tottenham in, in the coaching capacity oh, yeah. I think that'd that be would very, be good yeah that'd be really really good because he he I mean it's, it's, it's an ongoing process he he uh, gave his fact uh, or sorry rather Harry Kane gave his facts to Jane Defoe the sort of advice that he got when Harry Kane was starting mm. out I, I think that's I think you can't get any better advice than a, someone who's actually played the game and J- mm. Jermaine Defoe who himself said he got advice from uh, I forget who it was might be Michael Owen or someone like that so, yeah, I think having that sort of player in there who's been there, done that, you know, I think that's very, very important. Jermaine Defoe, I think he just matured, not only as a player, but as a person over all those years. Because remember when he when he left West Ham and he, he put in a transfer request sort of like the day after they got relegated and everyone was having a go at him sort of thing. I mean, it was bad time, effectively. But he sort of learned from that. And, yeah, he just matured, matured. And he's done a lot of stuff for charity, including that, that uh, poor old Bradley. Uh, so yeah, I think he's he's been a very very certainly a very good player, but a very very good person as well. And I think you only have to see an interview with him to to find out that he's a, an all round really really good guy. Yeah, I, I think so as well. And yeah, having him on the coaching staff would be 
really good, I mm. think. Uh, yeah. Audio Artisan in the chat. How you doing, buddy? Thanks so much for watching and, and the comment. Keep them coming in, everybody. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, he's just clinical, isn't he? I mean, he, mm. he's got something that you can't teach, which I suspect Harry Kane has got just that striker's instinct of yeah. knowing where the goal is. You can't teach that, but there will be definitely things that he can help with in, in terms of getting. They always say, don't they, the sign of a, a, a striker, a good striker is all well, when you're struggling, is the time to worry is when you're not getting the chances because that means yeah. you're not making the runs, yeah. you're, 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 yeah, you're, you're, you're not trying to get onto the end of chances. If you're missing chances, it's poor. <laughs> But yeah. it's not the end of the world because you're still yeah. getting those chances. Eventually, they'll go in. And you see with all strikers, they suddenly hit the goals and then they just come flooding in. Uh, yeah. And the thing yeah. is with, with, with that is that it's sometimes only a small margin of error. So you, if you if you get the ball on the turn and you hit it and it hits the post or it goes in, both of those are really effectively good strikes. You've done you've done what you have to do. But it's just that, that little margin of error, that little, you know, one way or another, it might go in, it might not go in. You know, so I think, you know, as long as you get that, that shot in and then you'll have days where everyone will go in. But I think that ability yeah. to just get it on the target and also that that pace over those few yards to get into that position ahead of the defender, which which Jimmy Greaves had, had really well. And I won't say that Jermaine Defoe is Jimmy Greaves, but he, he has that sort of that sort of instinct to, to get into that yeah. right place at the right time. Yeah, he'll definitely be able to advise young players as well. Because mm. that that goal he scored against City, you know, when we won three one, where he he took it uh, uh, on the left, I think, cut in the middle and then blasted a shot in. That he suddenly beefed up, didn't he? he yeah, he, yeah. He, he, he's not a skinny lad or, or, or anything <laughs> like that, but he, he he definitely got some upper upper body strength. Yeah, yeah, he did. And so he? he and in terms of what you said there about uh, you know struggling to score goals and suddenly they go flying in. I'd imagine a lot of young strikers, if they're not getting the goals and missing chances, will kind of not sulk, but take it to heart a little bit and then stop making the runs. So he'll be able to advise them to keep going, keep making yeah. these runs, maybe make this run because this might help you a little bit. And in terms of if they're, they're short, he was short, but he beefed up and then he was able to hold yeah. the ball up. So he'll be able to advise with that. So, yeah, if he can become a coach with us or something in the coaching setup or the youth yeah. setup or anything like that, then I'm all for that. I'm all yeah, for that. Yeah, no, I think so. And that, that's good. That's good that the club, if they do that, will recognise his 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 service to to Tottenham. I think I think Tottenham probably would have been the team he played for played for mm. the most, I would say. It was two stints, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Uh but no, he uh, and also like Harry Kane, he 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 used to he scored goals from outside the box as well. Mm. You know, he used to have the long shots like, like Harry Kane does. So he wasn't just an in-the-box predator. He, he he scored goals from from all over the place. I think you only you only have to really look at the Tottenham Wigan game when we beat them nine-one. He scored five. <laughs> I mean, it was just like amazing. To be fair, Wigan was so poor that day. I think if I'd have come on the sub, I probably would have scored as well. But, but, you know, but uh, and it was it was one of those it was one of those days where everything was going in. But yeah, that was, that was just. Absolutely clinical striking from Defoe. I think he must have. I think he must have scored every chance he got. I think he must have got five chances to score five goals. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Well, no, knowing him when you not knowing him, but after listening to him in interviews, he's probably annoyed. He only got five. Yeah. Uh, based on what you said there, <laughs> that Wigan was so bad, and and oh, I can't remember what game it was recently. But Kane, Kane got two. I can't remember which game it was, but I would imagine he was fairly annoyed. He didn't get a hat trick. I yeah. can't remember which yeah. game. Everton. Everton. Yeah. And, yeah, I'd imagine he was fairly annoyed, and that—that's a sign of a, a you know 
really good striker. And, oh, yeah. 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 And now he's a pundit. He's got Dawson with him on Sky. So we've got some representation yeah, in that studio. Well. Just need uh, <laughs> Jermaine Genus to move over, although he is the representation on BBC and BT. So keep him there. But yeah. Uh, well, playing Hoddle as well was on a lot of them as well. So. Yeah. I mean, I quite like Jermaine Defoe on. on mm. he, you get someone like a Roy Keane, you get a Gary Neville, you get a Jamie Carragher, Sunes, who just want to talk about their clubs. And, and yeah, you know, yeah. And he stands his ground. He, 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 I, I like that. I mean, yeah, I mean, what's he got to lose by? Like, not doing he's got that, a lot of yeah. clubs to talk about, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I really like Jermaine Defoe. And uh, he's obviously on the intro uh, uh, video that I put together here. And uh, yeah, a lot of good memories from Defoe. His international career never really took off. And it's such a shame because I remember watching, I think it was the European Championships where England played Italy. And I think he was on the bench. And that was a game, I think, from memory, went to extra time and it was nil-nil and surprise, surprise, we went out on penalties. But I was saying, this this game is streaming out for Jermaine Defoe to bring him on in extra time. Because it's that yeah. sort of player that will come on and score. But they you, never did, and it, it was, you yeah. get managers, don't you? Just don't yeah. fancy a certain player yeah. for whatever reason, and yeah, and yeah, you get them. And uh, I, I think my only criticism of him was that he was offside a lot, and I think that is at the top, top, top level is essentially giving the ball away. But he did play on the last man, so you're going to be offside more than a striker who's primarily his function is to hold the ball up. Well, well so is um, Kane. Kane's on that that. That, that fine line, isn't he, really? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, brilliant striker, Jermaine Defoe. Mm. And uh, Audio Artisan said, Clinton Morrison's a Spurs fan too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He is, he is. But yeah, so he, he gives us a... a, a, a yeah, he, he's obviously not during the games. This is more soccer Saturday and he obviously didn't play yeah. for us. But yeah, I don't mind him either. My dad doesn't like him, but I, I, <laughs> I don't mind Clinton Morrison. Uh, but yeah, uh, when Brian comes on and uh, still comes on as well, well, we'll talk about Jermaine Defoe and get their thoughts on Defoe. But uh, the, the, the main topic is top four. So, mm. I mean, who are the favourites for top four uh, for you? And I have a graphic to kind of illustrate. It's going to cut us off, to be honest. Uh, this is the table and these are the remaining fixtures. Uh, well, you, so, I mean, you, well, go on, Chris, go on. Yeah, so uh, oh, right on cue, here's Brian. How you doing, Brian? I'm okay, buddy. I'm okay. I'm taking it. What's up, Brad? What's up, Chris? I, I'm taking it easy. Uh, I've got a, a, an illness at the moment, um, so I'm having okay? to... Yeah, I, I, I was saying to Brad earlier, I've, I've got something I don't know if people would have heard of it. It's called labyrinthitis, and it's something that I've suffered with on and off for about 10 years. And what it is, it's basically uh, an infection of the inner ear, mm. uh, a viral, uh, a viral, but bacterial, and basically... It gives me intense, intense dizzy spells where, you know, like when you flick a coin and it spins, 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 mm. and it spins till it stops. But then once the coin drops, it basically goes the other way like that. And it's intense. Then when I stand up, it messes up my balance. And sometimes I fall to the floor and it's, oh, wow. it's awful. And I had a real intense session of that for about an hour and a half, just uh, about half an hour ago. But now I'm feeling okay, but it just comes and goes throughout the day. So uh, apart from that, I'm good. Well, you're upright, Brian. You're upright. I'm upright because, yeah. because, because I've just had a dizzy spell. When it's got over, it normally yeah. goes away for a bit. So right. if you see me start to lay down, it's just because I start feeling a bit dizzy again. But yeah, no. Apart from that, I'm all good. Enough of uh, my doom and gloom and bloody illness. We're here to have some fun on a Friday morning yeah. afternoon where you are. And Brad, I, I, it's now what? So Monday, I believe it goes down to what? Eight weeks? 
So yeah, nine yeah. weeks, nine weeks, nine weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's getting there. And I've just uh, had my flights reconfirmed by the uh, by Flight International because because uh, they changed it. They changed my Toronto Vancouver flight. Uh, okay, well, what time do you actually arrive in Toronto? I arrive in Toronto around about, I think it's about quarter six in the evening. So that's, oh, that's lovely. Lovely. Solid. So we're getting you home, get everything yeah. to eat and everything, and then let the yeah. jet lag get you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think I'll be fine. I think I'll be okay after that flight. The, the one that's worrying me is the Vancouver to Sydney is 15 hours. So it's like, yeah. whoa. So I think I was working out today. I, I'm sorry to bore you, Chris, on this one, but I think it's, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's, I get to fly from Toronto to Vancouver, and then I think Vancouver probably goes back the other way to get to Sydney. So, so it's, I mean, that's sort of the way it works. So, so yeah, so 15 hours for that flight. But I've done a 12-hour, 13-hour flight many, many times, so it'll be fine. <laughs> we'll all be good. But, yeah, what were we discussing before I came in and spoke about illnesses well, in Canada? Jermaine <laughs> well, this is all about the top four, but Jermaine Defoe retired yesterday. What a striker he was and, and seemingly nice guy as well, uh, everything he did with Bradley Lowry. But you, you, your thoughts on Jermaine Defoe and memories of Jermaine Defoe, Brian, and, and what do you think he'll do next? Uh, we were talking about uh, Brad said that uh, there's talk of him being a coach or in the coaching setup. So, yeah, so, I think so, I'd be all for that. So I went in. I went in a bit on this with We Are Tottenham TV uh, yesterday. Um, so Jermaine Defoe is a very special player for me for, for for many reasons. But as people know, it's well documented that I've suffered with mental health all my life, or not all my life, from like mid teenager onwards. And I was actually in Chase Farm Mental Health Unit in, <laughs> in January two thousand and four, just having my breakdown. And he was a player I really loved. I loved the look of him. He goes to Bournemouth, scores 12 goals in 12 games, was doing stuff at West Ham. And when the rumours came up that we were about to get him, um, I was getting so excited that we signed him, so excited. Then we got him. And I thought he was a, a, a great, great player. I was really upset to see him go. Loved seeing him come back. Mm. Uh, the type of goals, the the quality, the the... The relationship he had with the fans, the time he gave the fans were was incredible. And then obviously you got to remember he came out here to Toronto. Mm. Uh, oh yes, he did. Yeah, he, he he played in Toronto, and um, I was at his final game for Spurs, where he worked. It was bef the, just before he was leaving to go to Toronto. He didn't play. It was in a European game where he came out and did his goodbye with Paul Coyce at, uh, at halftime, and he was speaking about his favourite goals and. Um, when I actually came in to get married to Alana, when I came in for the first two weeks for every time in Canada, I actually tweeted him and said, listen, Jermaine, I'm in Canada. I'm a huge Spurs fan. I'm getting married on this day. It's my birthday as well. Would love if you could make an appearance. Didn't think I'd hear a goddamn word. <laughs> but I got a direct message from him. He followed me to send me a DM rather than tweeting me to say, hi, Brian. Congratulations on your wedding. Um, come on, you Spurs. He said, I wish I could come. But uh, due to Toronto FC commitments, I think they were either away not in the not in Canada. Or I don't know what, but he actually it, it, what he said may not have been, but he actually took the time to yeah, read he my didn't tweet. Need to say anything, did he? Yeah. he could have yeah. just left it. So. And I was just like, you know what, mate? Fair play to him. Um, and then obviously we all talk about the thing that he did for Bradley. You got to remember he went through a time in his life where I think he lost his father and his sister, or his father and his cousin, yeah. very very in tragic circumstances. And his charity work is just. You, you. I mean, what, what he did for that kid? Do you know what? There oh, are so well. many kids. And he continues that, to do as well. He, he yeah. still talks to the family where he could oh. have easily just said, oh, "I've done my bit. I don't play for yeah. Sunderland anymore." But yeah, uh, I, I and you just really saw nice it. It, it, it was meant to be a one-time thing, like at the changing room and 
the, the first time and it, the attachment and the bond you saw there and nothing sums it up more and I remember this and, and I, I cried myself when um when he had moved to Bournemouth and Bradley was right near the end and he it was the first time that he broke down in tears like live on a the man is just uh you don't get many people like that now the, there's that famous story where he stopped to have a kick about with kids in the in the, <laughs> in the and it was Harry Kane he had a kick about with uh, when he was a kid it, yeah. um and, and I was saying it yesterday that if Tottenham Hotspur haven't picked up the phone already and said, listen, I know you retired, but as soon as you're ready, this door, like we did for Ryan Mason, this door mm -hmm. is open. We need, we keep talking that we need football people and Tottenham people within the club. And even if he doesn't go as an ambassador like King or Dawson, can you imagine Dane Scarlett learning from him? Yeah, exactly. The same, the, same the, thing, yeah. And, any, and anyone coming through, mm -hmm. um, for me, if we haven't picked up the phone Apparently, someone said it. I think it was a guy. Oh, what was his name? I can't remember. It was a very good supporter. Dan Fries. Dan Fries said it yesterday. He said, apparently, rumours are we've already made that call, or at least if the door's open, he has to come back to Spurs. Mm. He he has to in any way, size, size, shape, form. When he's ready, obviously, enjoy his retirement. It's going to be a bit of a shock this morning when he wakes up. It's like, well, what do I do? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, let him do what he wants, but I... I this is a golden opportunity to bring a guy back as either an ambassador or someone to help Dane Scarlett. Like, obviously, you can learn from Harry Kane, but in training to go every day and learn from Jermaine Defoe, um, just a, a, an incredible, incredible player. Um, and I wish him everything that he wants in his life. I was saying yeah. to Chris that he, uh, Harry Kane was saying thanks for all the advice that Harry Kane got yeah. when he was at the club. So, and I think, didn't he set up a hospital in? In the West Indies somewhere, where his, his family are from. Say again, Brad? I think he set up a hospital or set up something he, in, he in the West Indies. Yeah. yeah. He, he set up so many things. He's looked mm. into schools. I mean, you yeah. see a lot of the players from like, you look at people like uh, Mane and Drogba, mm. what they do for their countries yeah. in Africa. Yeah. They like build yeah. hospitals, they build schools, exactly. they build. Um, Jermaine Defoe does a hell of a lot of work. And like you said, he's still very, 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 very close with the Lowry family. Very, very close. And um, just, just you, you get so many professionals now that are vain and don't have time for mm. the fans and do whatever. And this guy was the complete opposite. A gentleman, uh, a predator at the same time in front of goal. Um, ju just a, a phenomenal person and a, a great, great ambassador for, for English football. We're just hopefully, like we keep saying, I just hope the next thing we hear in his career, obviously, I think he'll do media for a bit. Yeah, but I yeah. don't think that will. Like King and Dawson, they still appear on Sky, BT, yeah. whatever. So I, I, I just hope that Jermaine Defoe does go down the role of uh, State going to the Tottenham rather than do like a Jermaine Genius, who I, who I think is brilliant as a, yeah. a pundit, but I think Jermaine Defoe has too much to offer uh, the younger generation. Yeah, without uh, doubt. Just in the media. Yeah, I, I imagine he'll end up having to take his coaching badges first. So that's when you see him on the media, not really in a coaching. Uh, yeah, I, I'm yeah, not really yeah. sure how it works, but then uh, I imagine that's as soon as he's got his coaching badges, like Brian says, hopefully that's right. Come back, you're a coach for us now. You're well, they can offer for him to do his coaching badges at Tottenham. I think oh, that's yeah, what I've, that's what I've heard they've done. I don't know how true it is. That's what I've heard they've done. That yeah, he can do that in the same way that I think Ryan Mason was, wasn't he? Or and uh, even Ledley King for that matter. Yeah. But yeah, 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 absolutely all for him coming back uh, to Spurs. But uh, 
Yeah, and uh, well, hopefully, the Newcastle games, first fans could just start singing his name over and over mm -hmm. again and try and force the hand. There you yeah. go, Brandon Craig. <laughs> Yeah. Brandon Craig, if you're going to the Newcastle game, yeah. you know what to do. It's all yeah. on you. <laughs> <laughs> talking about the Newcastle game. in front of you might say, Oh, you're too loud. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about the Newcastle game. That is our next game in the quest for mm. essentially top four. I'm not going to get into the stage that we are going to get top four now, but we are definitely in the race. So uh fortunately this will cover uh, uh, up people. But the, these are the fixtures left for the teams in top four. Uh it, it was done a little while ago why there's some blackout there and why uh, uh, United's next game is Liverpool. It isn't their next game. It's about three games in. And obviously, Arsenal-Tottenham is to be decided at some other date. But that, that's the league table there. I mean, uh, Brad, who, who's uh, who's favourite for it at the moment? Or well, do, do I, you I not think... think there is favourites because of those fixtures and... and, and... Well, if you look at the, if you look at the table and 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 I hate saying this, but I think if you look at the table and the fact that they're actually playing quite well at the moment, I think you'd have to say that Arsenal are probably the favourites. Having said that, if we can keep this same eleven for the remaining games without injury, that sort of thing, and as long as we beat Arsenal in the rearranged North London derby, then we've got a chance. But I think those two things have to happen. For us to have a chance, it, it, yeah, I don't like predicting that we're going to make it because as soon as you do that, it's like uh, <laughs> it, it, it's 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 like uh, Schrodinger's cat, isn't it? As soon as you say it's alive, it's dead, you know, and that sort of thing. So, so yes, yeah, so I don't want to predict that we're going to make it, but I think certainly if we keep the same eleven, uh, which seem to be gelling as a team now, and they don't have any injuries, then I think and and beat Arsenal in that that rearranged game then we got a chance. But I think yeah. you have to have those two things first. Yeah. And Brian, for you, uh, uh, same as Brad, or do you think there's someone else who's favourite? And, and could Chelsea be sucked into it, do you think? Or do you think... No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No. If, if, if you could uh, not sit on the fence and answer. <laughs> no, yeah, no, so, no. So um, who's favourites for fourth for you, uh, based so, on do you that? Know what? Do you think there's a lot more things to kind of happen to decide if there's a favourite. So we broke this down. Brian Ireland and I uh, did this on We Are Tottenham TV yesterday because obviously we've taken over it for whilst Ben's on his stack do and obviously Simeon is with him. And we, we, did a, we did a breakdown on this and, and uh, once we did, we gave our totals and whatever and then we both realised we completely cocked up on the maths. Um, <laughs> uh, by, by a point here, point there. Uh, basically, 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 I had Tottenham ahead of Arsenal by one point. But it actually worked out they actually had us joint on points. <laughs> and then Brian, Brian Island's gone for us sneaking it by one point. And I still say we're not going to do it. What what I did is predicted what I think Spurs should mm. be able to do, not what I think they will do, which is obviously two different things. Um, I actually think uh, Newcastle is going to be a draw. I think Newcastle is going to be a draw. The reason I say it's going to be a draw is... At home recently, Newcastle become a real problem. Don't know what you have these teams that for no word or reason you just can't seem to. I mean, obviously Joel Linton scored against us in the first game at the new stadium, and he scored his one goal in uh, the decade. Yeah. Um, and, and it always, and I even remember when I was a season ticket holder, Newcastle always used to be such a battle. But that when I had my season ticket, mm -hmm. Newcastle were the Kevin Keegan and the all flying Newcastle. And you know what? Newcastle right now, you've got to remember, up until their defeat that they had in the last game, 
In 2022, yeah. only Liverpool yeah. have got more points than them. Wow. Well, I didn't realise that. Wow. That, only Liverpool. We're talking Man City as well here. So, so yeah. that cannot be uh, laughed at. And I think it's... Uh, I think it's going to be... I think I've got us drawing against them and Brentford. I think... Uh, um, because Brentford, you've got to look at it as well. These are the games that I'm picking out that are going to be problems. It, Brentford, I mean, one of my favourite moments of this season, and it's, it's personal with me because I watched it with Bob, Kim and Arthur. It's when Bob and I met Kim and Arthur uh, for the first time, which was the Brentford-Liverpool 3-3 at the beginning oh, yeah. of the season, yeah. which was a phenomenal game for, for English football. Then you look, they've drawn 0-0 with Chelsea at Brentford. They beat the filth on the first game of the season. Um, Brent, the, the Chelsea game was a nil-nil because Mendy made about 386 incredible saves. Um, <laughs> it's a hard ground to go to. And then you add Christian Eriksen into it if he's fit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I, I still think... Look, mathematically, we're in it. Do I think we could... Do we have a realistic chance? Yes. Do I think we're going to fall short? Yes. Um, I just hope it's not to the filth. And I hope it's not... I really can't. They, I've, I've, I've already seen Arsenal won the league at White Hart Lane. If that, if that oh. derby, if that derby decides fourth place, and then they get Champions League at St Tottenham's Day at our ground, yeah. all I will say, I'll be very lucky that I'm in Canada because I would be going absolutely on a rampage to the training ground or wherever yeah. I could get to. Yeah, well, there's a lot of games to be played before then, but. Uh... Yeah, technically I mean, speaking, it's... technically speaking, I think from memory, Arsenal had already won the league, or not mathematically, but they, they needed won, a draw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They needed a draw to confirm the league. Yeah, last minute penalty, but yeah, yeah, I mean... they went two nil up within about fifteen minutes. You're mm. like, oh, here we go. <laughs> and then we then we started celebrating the draw, like we'd won the league, and it was like, wait a minute, we're celebrating a draw against Arsenal. They've just won the bloody league <laughs> with with Judas. <laughs> and like, yeah, I, I, I can't. The thought of them getting Champions League qualification. That's not the first time they did it in 1971. Yeah. As well, yeah. So, well, third time lucky in that case. Yeah. Then, well, yeah. It? Well, actually, Brian, what you're saying about, uh, I agree with what you say about Brentford, definitely. Newcastle at home. Well, we we're due to beat them at home. We haven't had a good record against them at home. So I remember at White Hart Lane where we had to beat them over Christmas time to go top four, and we lost two one after being one 0 up. Yeah, we lost another game one nil when I think their keep had a the best game ever. Oh God, yeah. Carl, oh, he God. made about fifteen <laughs> saves, didn't he? Oh. Uh, and, and that that Newcastle defeat you're talking about was the season that Kyle Walker scored the own goal against Manchester United in the first game of the That's season. Then it, we yeah. went like fourteen yeah. games unbeaten, yeah. and then Hugo Lloris in the last. It was always that guy, bloody Perez, who's yeah, now yeah. Leicester. <laughs> always that bloody dude. <laughs> but I agree. I agree with you about the Brentford game. I, what about the Villa game? Because I, I think that's our toughest away game, the Villa game. Although, well, to be fair, they didn't do... They, oh, oh, yeah, 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 sorry. Well, I'm I'm basically right, right off that game. I say, I, you know, mm. no points from that game anyway, so... <laughs> yeah. You're right, Brian. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just... Uh, I, I can feel it, so I'm just laying down to get a bit more All comfortable. Right. Um, but, yeah, no, do you know what? Villa... It, Steven Gerrard, you don't know what Villa's going to turn up, right? They've had a mm. consistent run of play really, really well, but against Arsenal, they were woeful... And a lot of these, when, when we were going through the fixtures for Tottenham uh, yesterday, I won't just do it. I was trying to take my Tottenham hat off. It was actually harder to take my Tottenham hat off predicting Arsenal fixtures mm. than it was because I just wanted to go, yeah, loss, 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 loss. Um, 
But Aston Villa, and I was basically, like I said with Newcastle, about our history of that ground and what, what kind of... And I remember when I was... My first away game ever was Aston Villa. Mm. Um, and it was the day that Eric Cantona kicked uh, the Crystal Palace fans. So I'll always remember the, uh, the date of that game. Um, but Villa recently has been a good place for us. It used to be back in the 90s and early... Uh, it used to be a, a real... We just couldn't do it. Um, but I think we're going to get a win there. I think I, th- I can't remember the last time we got a, a defeat or even a draw at Villa. I think we've got our last six there in, in the league. Exactly, exactly. So that's what I'm kind of basing it on being the superstitious, like this is a good ground for us mm. and hoping that kind of pays off. Um, but yeah, I can, see, I, I, I can see why you're saying it's hard because Coutinho will probably have a worldie. Mm. Uh, Watkins will have a worldie. Danny Ings. And it's just like, oh, here we go. Oh, Martinez, well, they're they're an unknown level. quantity at the moment, aren't they? They're, they're, it's like mm. when Poch took over us first time, we were very inconsistent. Some games brilliant, some games terrible, some in between. So it's that building thing like that. But uh, just, just quickly off the top four, message in here from Bob Spur. How you doing, Bob? Hey, Bob. Uh, great to hear from you. Big up, beautiful people, gorgeous people. Hi to Daigle too. <laughs> I haven't heard him say it, give you that kind of... Uh, Comment before Daigle, so I suppose it is. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I don't know where you've been. I don't know where you've been, Chris. Just, uh... just relaxing oh, off. Yeah. Body massage. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, oh, yeah. I said this at the start. It'll be said at the end as well. Tomorrow is bigger than football, much more important than football. Bob Spurt is returning in the wall, is back. Half 10 p.m. UK time. You don't want to miss that. Make sure you go and watch that on Bob Spur TV on YouTube. Be said at the end again. It, it's been said at the beginning as well. It's much more important than football. I have to say, based on that as well, when he says, when he has the little dig and funny dig, that is like, that has become like so when he tells badge someone of honor, to isn't off. it? It, yeah, exactly, it's, exactly. it's like when he goes, "Ah, oh, piss off, Bryce," or "Ah, oh, piss off this one." <laughs> Having him say that at the uh, at the end, it's just uh, is it, it's kind of a badge of honour. When it, when I don't get insulted, I'm kind of like, "Bob, you bastard!" I'm like, "Sir, to share it out." I have to share it out. I, I had it on Eugene's channel months and months ago. So yeah, and uh, I haven't been told to piss off yet, though, which is uh, oh, you, you're going to have it covered any second now, knowing him. Um, <laughs> um, you're yeah. going to have it any second now. Listen, like you said, it's the this show tomorrow. Um, I, I've said it. It's, I, I've said it before. I don't think Bob knows about this, or or everyone. I don't think people realise. Got to try not to get emotional now myself. How close it was to this show never ever happened. The show tomorrow never ever happened again. Let alone seeing him in the comments. Let alone seeing him or hearing his voice again. Um, and obviously knowing that he's back and he's going to be back regularly on his mm. channel as well as others, I don't think people could take away the magnitude of how big tomorrow is. Not just it's, for... it's far, in, far more important than football or talking about football. It's, it's yeah. much, much more important than that to, for people I, to I, watch I, that and uh, get way, in the chats. Pe- and, and... Pe- People said to me, Brian, uh, I'll give you the option. Levy stays for another 20 years. And Bob gets his health, or or I was like, Levy can stay for a hundred years if he yeah. if this man comes back from health. I don't give a. F- it yeah. takes everything out of the window, and people know how close me and him are. He is like literally. Well, they know I flew back. He is such a big part of my life and everyone's life, and he's a crown jewel uh, of, as I say, of uh, of our community. He is. A very, very special person, and, and just to have him, but to hear his music, 
to hear his opening to, to, to be a part of it tomorrow is one of the greatest things and like I said I, I received a picture from him when he first got home and it was him and Kim together sitting on his couch mm. and I said to him that is the greatest photo I've ever received in my life and I've seen the first pictures of my nephews and niece and this picture far outweighs mm. that picture because we were so so close so so yeah, close I mean yeah, it's going to be a brilliant show, and uh, it, I think it was on uh, Instagram, he, he, or, or it might have been Twitter, saying that uh, you know the, the here's the link and everything like that. Yeah. I think uh, Kirst said something like, uh, "Really looking forward to it. Hope is a good or something like that." <laughs> His response was, "Well, I bloody hope so. You're on it." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It hasn't lost that sense of humour at all. Uh, I, I, I'm paraphrasing what Kirst said, but it was something like that. But <laughs> the response was uh, superb. But yeah. Ma- Make sure you watch that. Make sure you get in the chats. Hit the, hit the chats up, the comments up, saying uh, your well wishes to Bob. And, and uh, I mean, I hope he realizes uh, how many comments he's going to be having to go through on that. Just just well wishing and everything like that, and thoroughly deserved. And, and yeah, and uh, <laughs> I just left another message. It's just. Chris, you're too nice a person for me to be on. You're bad the same. It's just something I can't find myself doing. It's my oh, passage, Bob. 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 It's my passage, Bob. Bob. We don't care. <laughs> uh, but yeah, back to top four. And uh, do, do you think, uh, uh, I'll come to you, Brian, uh, the, the, there's a, a, an element of who we're playing could make a difference here. Newcastle are probably safe now. Do you think there's an element that there's nothing for them to play for? Brighton, possibly the same. Brentford, could be the case, but I would imagine there will still be relegation battle. Leicester the same. Whereas Arsenal have got uh, uh, Manchester United will be fighting for that fourth. West Ham fighting for the fourth. Chelsea will be fighting for probably haven't got much to play for, but, but, but pride. And then obviously the North London derby. Or do you think like everything that always happens in the top four race with the fourth place, seemingly no one ever wants to, to, to get it and they lose games all over the place and everything like that. So, so I basically, and, uh, I think, finally, I've been told right of passage, right of passage. <laughs> just you know, Brad. <laughs> but yeah, do, do you think the, the, the teams who the top four will be playing so, so, will make so, a difference, or, or, or so do you think it's the way? I, the way I look at it is, I think the top four race is down to two, and it's us and the filth. I really think Man U are gonna uh, not be able to. You got to look at Man U. I was saying. Um, Ragniak's obviously going, so that you you've heard Pele say when they know the manager's going, they can be like, do you know what? Fuck it, he's going. Yeah, I don't right give a start. Yeah. But, but but then you've got to look at it. If Man U and Ragniak, they, there's talk of Ten Hag coming. There's talk of um, uh, Poch, whatever. If Man U already know who that manager is meant to be, and they know who's coming in, they might be well. Fuck it, I want to play for that man. I might fuck my ideas up. And so, so you don't know. And I, I think there's going to be too much going on in the United States. I really think it's down to us and Arsenal. Um, I think West Ham, um, if they They're still weren't... In, on Europa, aren't they? Exactly, exactly. If they still weren't uh, in Europa, then maybe there could have been a bigger push. But I think they're going to put all their eggs into that basket. They've got a serious chance of getting to the final. Serious chance. Um, so you, 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 you would imagine that they're, they're doing that. I, th- I think when it comes to the relegation, um, the only teams that really... Burnley and Norwich, I think Norwich are done. I think Norwich are done anyway, but I think Burnley, Leeds and Everton mm. are the ones that I think Watford and uh, Norwich are done. Uh, I think Leeds 
uh, Burnley and Everton, and I still think it's going to be Leeds. I really think I said it all season. I said it actually first on Bob's first channel that I think Leeds are going to have second season syndrome. Um, so with the other teams, yeah, there's there's a lot to play. But I would say to uh, I was thinking before, and I showed how stupid I am. Newcastle might try and get as high as they can for the extra money, and I was like, "Wait a minute, this is Newcastle." And what, what the hell? What there the hell? Element, there is an element there of uh, the players must know that they're going to go mad in the summer. So I want to be in that team because I'll get a pay rise. So playing for their future, but it could also be well, we're safe, you know, on the beach, you know, we get pay rise anyway because what, what what's a hundred percent pay rise for every player to someone who's got three hundred billion in the bank? Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But now, when it comes to Newcastle, we got remember. Someone said this to me. I can't remember who it was, but it was when I sat down and thought about it. They were so right. They're like, Do you know what? He was saying, if I was a, if I was Newcastle, if I was Eddie Howe or or the players they brought in first wave, they're like, I don't want to be the first wave of players. I want to be the second wave of players because Eddie Howe has been brought in to get him out of relegation, get him up the table, and try and push to get into the top half. And the first wave of players coming in will be have the same, and then there'll become a time where Everton, where Newcastle will go right. You've got us where we need to be. I don't think you can get us challenging for seventh mm. and up. So we're going to bring in a bigger manager to get the job done, and then that manager is going to be like, right, we're going to be the bigger players. Yeah, you've got us out of safety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now when they see the Newcastle project developing, that's when the big big stars will be like, oh hello, and the money. So so uh, for Newcastle, I mean, anyhow, I, I was saying when. When when Nuno went when we got I, I would have rather Eddie Howe than Nuno mm. because at least Eddie Howe at Bournemouth played tried to play good football. Yeah, he had had a big team and he would, might not be able to manage the big egos or or whatever, but he plays good football. He's a nice guy. So I but listen, I Newcastle uh, uh, are to be watched. I think this summer they will go a bit crazy with players. There oh, will yeah. be an influx of players coming in, but I think. Come January and the season after, that's when you're going to see Newcastle flex their muscles with the big, big players. Um, so, uh, so yes, yeah, so the running, like I said, I think the relegation struggle is uh, between the teams, I said. Um, and, and, and I think the top four is just down to us two. I did us in the filth. Yeah, and a couple of comments from Bob. Uh, Eddie Howe is what Mark Hughes was at City during mm. the takeover years. Exactly. Li- yeah. Literally, yeah. A, a steady Eddie, literally. And... Uh, also, uh, people say Brian is my brother from another mother. Wrong. He's my brother and my guardian angel all rolled into one. Oh. Love your brother. <laughs> Despite your weird love, love oh, of dwarf you know what? one. So, uh, <laughs> you know what? Backhanded you know compliment, maybe. But I, no, the, the, you know the, what? the first you know half, what? fine. I, second half, uh, I, I, I mean, please. No, no, do, you know, do you know what? He starts to... Bob always does this. He, he, <laughs> I can't believe. Joe, you know I actually thought he might have forgotten about that. <laughs> I actually thought he might have forgotten about that. We're not, not, not judging. Him, Brian. We're not judging. He, he, no, no. He started this. He started this whole thing. He just came out of the random thing, <laughs> and then he came out. It's too early in the morning to say the other things he said in relation to Dwarf Ford. It was Bob being Bob, but obviously he knows me and him will banter. Um, he will, but we we will banter. But I honestly thought once he went into hospital obviously all that stopped mm. all that stopped mm. and i thought right it's been out a bit maybe maybe <laughs> he's forgotten about it but he, he is a guardian like listen like i said you talk about tight bonds you talk about brothers you talk about blah 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 it's it's, it's a lot deeper with me and him it's a lot lot it, it's a, one of the bonds that i could honestly say you 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 
you just don't know when they're going to come and it's a click and it's like i said i bob will know what i'm saying i have a saying that i've, I've said to eight people in my life and if you hear it it means whatever you need wherever you are i, I will be there i don't care how i've got to do it and obviously i didn't think it would come this soon it did um but yeah, he this whole I honestly thought he'd forgotten that. So Bob, all I can say is thank you. Well, I mean, I guess in a way it's good that he's saying that because it means it's Bob being back to being Bob, which yeah. that's the thing. We, that's we the want, thing. which we all want to see. Uh, but uh, Brad, in terms of top four, uh, do you agree with what Brian said there? And uh, do, do you think Wolves could sneak in, or do you think it's a little bit too much? I mean, they have played a game extra than us and United, and two games more than Arsenal. Uh, but whether they don't get in or not, I think Bruno Large deserves a well, lot of credit it, for what he's done there because that's a brilliant season for them. And I, I think they were bottom of the league or certainly in the relegation zone mm. after about four games or so. Well, uh, Wolves, has, Wolves have got as much chance of getting fourth as we have of getting third, if you look at the points tally. We're, we're eight points behind Chelsea and, and uh, yeah. Wolves are eight points behind Arsenal. So, no, I, I, no of, I, uh, I agree. Yeah. I, I think it'll be... I think it'll be Arsenal-Tottenham. I think Man United will be there or thereabouts. West Ham, of course, will have the Europa League. I don't see a lot of team spirit at Man United at the moment from the games I've been seeing. Just, just quickly as well, in terms of the points available left, uh, Arsenal are leading it with uh, 39 that they could get. Uh, United, uh, West Ham 30, us 36 and Wolves mm. 33. So in that respect, Arsenal, who are leading the pile, have got more chances of getting points. The the other uh, thing that might come into it, which is which is in the last few weeks, uh, uh, when we won at Leicester, uh, sorry, not Leicester, when we won at Leeds 4-0 and then Everton 5-0, is that goal difference is is, mm. is reachable now. Yeah, and if I you mean, think if you think a one a one nil look at the goal difference there, two behind them, a one nil win over Arsenal, we're we're level on goal difference. Yeah. So so yeah, so that 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 could come into it as well. Yeah, it wasn't and that long of, ago that our goal difference is in the minus as well, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. But this is what happens. This is what happens when when teams you'll have a day when you know Arsenal could well play Leeds at home and win five nil, and then suddenly that goal difference goes up again. But but I think I think Arsenal from that that last clip have got they got Leeds to play and Everton to play. So we just got to hope that Leeds and Everton are fighting for their lives in those two games. But uh, yeah, it, it's going to be difficult, very very difficult. I'm not saying we can't do it, but it's going to be very very difficult you know what you, you mentioned that brother i just wish jimmy floyd hasselbank was still playing for leeds because if you remember back in the day yeah. whenever leeds played arsenal when it was a big game that arsenal had yeah. to win for the uh for the title or trying to get second off jimmy floyd hasselbank would always have a bloody blinder yeah. against the lead for arsenal and uh yeah uh is it is it at the road or is it uh at the the Emirates for, for uh, the league. No, it must be the Emirates because they won it. They won at Ellen Road, didn't they? When when they leaked yeah, had an under twenty one side. Put Arsenal out, versus Leeds. Are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Ever Arsenal, Everton. Everton. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's the two problems: the fact that they've got Leeds and Everton, but they're both at home, which is a bit, a bit of a bit of a, a pain. But uh, well, the, it's very say... interesting with Leeds, like you talk about, because if this was Leeds two months ago, Arsenal would steamroll them. Mm. They're not this. Let's go. 10 people up front and leave the goalkeeper at the back and then see if we can score some goals. They're not like that anymore. So it's a completely different Leeds team to the one that we decimated at their place. Mm. So that, that could be something that... that all, all, I yeah. will, all, all I will say is that, that I don't think Arsenal have had a, a bad game in the last sort of nine or ten games. So they're, they're due for one of those performances where you, you play you know and what? win. I've just remembered as well. Do you remember as well when Arsenal again will go for the title and Leeds will go for relegation and Mark Viduka 
Mm. Yeah. Pep leads, yeah. Up. Pep yeah. leads up and lost Arsenal the title. Um, yeah, I remember that. And yeah. So so let's hope let's let's re-sign Hasselbank and Mark Maduka. Let Arsenal play league. <laughs> uh, that, that's what they need to do. So who knows? I, if, if they, do you know what? If there's going to be a rabbit pulled out of the hat, let's just hope it's one of those two. That, that was a, that was a great. I remember that day. It was a great day because earlier I went to the pub and watched the watch Leeds take the title off them effectively. But that was the day I met Helen Chamberlain as well. So it was a really good day for me. That. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Look at look at I've that. Got I've got a picture somewhere of me and Helen like that. You know. There you go. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, do, do you think anyone can creep in, Brian? Uh, I'm talking about Leicester here. Leicester have got three games in hand over Wolves. Uh, if they win those three games in hand, they're on 45 points. Do, do you think they can creep in or do you think they're, they're the picture of inconsistency this season and not really a chance? So, so they, they have been. Um, and this normally, Joe, you know this normally happens with Brendan Rodgers after three seasons. Uh, in England, in England, in Scotland, obviously, it was a different. He, he won treble, treble, and then left at uh, the um, Leicester. Have got the place to get in. I don't think they're they're even a talk about top four at all. I think they they can get into. I, I think they can get into the Europa or the Conference League because if Leicester show up and a Leicester on it, they will blow past people. They will blow past people. Mm. Um, I've, I've got to say, you know, fair play to Wolves this season. Fair play to them. Yeah, all right, well. they haven't exactly scored the biggest bundle of goals, but they. They got rid of Nuno. Um, they started playing a completely different style of football. Got rid of the goalkeeper that went to Roma with um, with Jose, and they've done a complete 180 on the style of football they play, and they've done very, very well. Very um, difficult to beat, aren't they? They don't concede a huge amount of goals. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, uh, Brad, you were at the Wolves game with us, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, not not. Yeah, uh, oh, that's what we went for curry after, didn't we? Yeah, we went for curry yeah. After. Um, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the Wolves game, oh, that was probably one of the most shocking and pathetic mm. first-half performances I've ever, ever, ever seen live at Spurs. Ever. Oh, it, was, it was abysmal. Um, so, yeah, so uh, fair, fair fair play to Wolves. Fair play to them this season and what they've done. And they got rid of Adama as well. And they haven't really they haven't really looked back since Adama's gone either. Well, that, that, that's interesting with Adama because I, I read the other day that Barcelona might not be interested in, in making him permanent, but in buying him. So he could be back. Okay, so we have, this time we could have six weeks of bullshit that we're going to buy him. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Brad, do you, do you see Leicester creeping into the top four conversation no. or do you think it's those not four teams, no, uh, not five teams there? No, not at all. No, I mean, we all know from experience having three games in hand means nothing. So, yeah, and, so, yeah no, I, I can't. And even then, if they won the three games in hand, they're still in Wolves' position. So, yeah. no, I can't see that. It, 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 it's Tottenham, Arsenal, Man United, I think, at the end yeah. of the day. And in terms of, uh, 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 for us, obviously, uh, uh, don't say win all of our games. <laughs> but what does Spurs need to do to get fourth? Obviously, there's uh, nine games left, I think it is. Uh, obviously, we have to win all of our games. We are, we need Arsenal to drop at least one game because uh, they're six points ahead of us for one game. Uh, 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 and oh, I can't remember the, th but yeah. So we need Arsenal to drop points. Do, do we? Is it just a case of just playing how we are playing, or do we need to play teams that are attacking us? Because I still think there's a problem of teams sit back. You saw that the the Burnley game, the Middlesbrough game. Teams sit back, very little creativity. So what do we, or, or is it just a case of <laughs> Kulu, Sun, Kane, just need to turn up and we should be all right? Well, we, 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 we need the wing backs to turn up as well. 
because that that's where your attacking comes. If you play a, a low block team, you you you, you stretch them, get your wing backs involved, and so they, Doherty and and Regulon or or well no well, no it won't be a session on, but Doherty and Regulon and or Emerson possibly, they've got to really up their game uh, in those sort of games. Uh, but yeah, what you're saying, what do we need to get fourth? As I said earlier, uh, beat Arsenal at home, keep the first eleven that we've got at the moment, or as near as damn it, because I think they're starting to play as a team now. And also, we need to work out the uh, defence set pieces a lot better. <laughs> that, that's really, really annoying. Yeah, yeah and, uh, Jay Ashraf uh, here as well has just said, I can see Arsenal drawing with United at home because we can't rule United out of the top four. Um, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't rule them out just because they've got Ronaldo and we saw what Ronaldo does when uh, Ronaldo decides to turn up. Uh, but yeah, sorry, Brian. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the first thing to, to guarantee top four is we need to hope and pray everyone comes back from international duty. Mm. I mean, there, there's talk... What's up, Celery Agent, my brother? Um, um, there's talk, obviously, that Kulisevsky may have picked up a fractured cheekbone. No, it's huge. It's yeah. now it's huge, but they're they're talking about him having to wear one of those Harry Kane. It's not confirmed that it's a fractured yeah, cheekbone, yeah. but there's fears that it may be a fractured cheekbone. He, he, I think he played 120 minutes, didn't he? I think he played the whole. Yeah, he did. He did. I mean, yeah. I mean, let's see if I can get the pitch that was sent to me. I can't remember where it was, but yeah, but I've it, it's, it, it's quite it, big. <laughs> it depends how um, it depends how um, how bad this is, and if it's confirmed. But it does not look uh, brilliant, and obviously he might need to wear a mask. Um, but the most important thing is obviously we need these people fit. Uh, Romero, every time he's gone to Argentina, he's come back with an injury, um, and I found, I found out yesterday we were talking the one game that he may be able to play in is Argentina Brazil of all bloody oh, games. The, the, the one game that you like, it's like no Romero, calm down, oh, no. calm down, take some take some Valium, take some Valium before the game or. Let's hope that Rick Carlison doesn't play for Brazil. Yeah, just, just, just <laughs> calm down. Just calm. Because um, it, it, it's huge. And then... Just, yeah, just uh, hope more of us playing and then he's tasked with marking him more will look after him. The, 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 the other thing to look at is yesterday for Uruguay, Benton Call was absolutely outstanding. Mm. Absolutely outstanding. And he is really starting to... To, to find his feet. He, he um, was superb against West Ham. I thought you can you can yep. moan about the fact mm. that West Ham let him play, but that ball to Kane for the I think the second goal. Oh, it didn't yeah. make the goal obviously because Kane's pass the Sun made that, but it gave Kane the opportunity to look up and then play that pass. And yep. uh, looking forward, looking forward, I'm not really sure what Tim Sherwood was on about saying he just passes it back all the time. But, uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> possibly just trying to get himself the same yeah, I've, I've been really them. impressed with the two new boys Kulisevsky obviously has got most of the yep. headlines because he's scoring goals setting up goals but I think Benton Kerr against Man United was terrible learning very quickly that this is the Premier League not Italy and you don't mm. get the space on the ball if you want two touches on the ball you've got to play a pass and move and when you move and get the ball back that's when you can take your two touches but you know he, he's not hiding is he he's always looking for the ball and he had that terrible performance against um Man United had a good performance against Brighton and was superb against West Ham. So, and I'm really happy with him. So, you know what? Let me ask you two a question. And I, I, po I said it on Tottenham on tour on Monday, Tuesday. Kulisevsky, okay. So, this summer coming, it's an option to buy at 30 million. And next summer, if we get him, it becomes an obligation if he plays 50% of the Premier League games or we qualify for the Champions League at 35 million. Now, 
do you take the option and sort the deal out now or do you wait till the summer and the reason i say wait till next summer as in the obligation is he's going to be with us next season regardless mm. so i'd rather use that 30 million that is the, op the option to spend on other areas to strengthen the team how Conte wants it for the sake of five or ten million and then take the option. What's the point of buying a player and making him permanent now? Yeah. When he's gonna be with you next season anyway. It's not a you go home and then we, it's a two year loan. So he is at the club next season. Yeah. Um and you use that thirty million to hopefully get a player or two that Conte does want. Mm. Uh, so would you guys take the option or would you wait till the summer next summer or the obligation i think that they what they have to do is they have to sit him down and say look we're not going to buy you at the end of the season because of blah 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 we, we want yep. to do this driven team but we will be buying they've got to tell him i think oh of course yeah, they've got to tell him and say look we we will want to buy but i know i, I totally see what you're saying there uh again top four comes into it doesn't it because top four you've got it drink come so you might be able well, to... Well, if it's top four, it becomes an obligation. If we get top yeah. four... It becomes I know, I mean, an obligation. This season or next season? I think if we get top four is one of the things it becomes oh, okay. an obligation okay. automatically. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So but No, 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 definitely, yeah. If, if they've got, yeah, uh, 30 million buys you a decent player, let's be honest. Yeah. You know, so, uh, so, yeah, I think they have to, yeah. In this day and age, 22-year-old, whatever he is, 30 million... Not really anything in today's. No, but don't forget age. we've got to pay for Romero, haven't we? I think exactly. Yeah. That's why yeah. that's what that comes into yeah. the equation, Brad. Because if we, yeah. we take up this option as well, let's say we do take yeah. the option, that's eighty million of our budget out yeah. the window yeah. on two players that are already at the club. Yeah, this links into a yeah. question that Bob sent in. Um, uh, firstly, salary agent uh, uh, regarding Kulusevski, <laughs> whack a helmet <laughs> on him. Uh, but a, qu a question from Bob. Uh, Brian knows I've said since day one when Conte came in, I expect us to finish top four and I'll be gutted if we don't any implications if we don't uh like, like you've just said there Brian if we do we, we've got to pay 30 million or whatever it is yep. already we've got the Romero money uh and uh, I, I've got a, a nagging feeling a horrible feeling that if we finish top four Levy will turn around when Conte says I want money but you're good enough to get the top four so you don't need as much as you thought whereas if we don't Conte's could say you want to get us top four? We need investment, but then uh, uh, Levy could then but turn Chris, around and why, say, why you're supposed to be an elite manager. But, you know, so any implications there? If we don't, I, I, I'll let Brian think about it for a moment because I imagine there's a lot of stuff going around his head. Yeah, why, why, have you, why have you done this to me? It's a lovely Friday well, morning. Well, <laughs> Bob put the question in. He's told yeah, me to but, piss but, off but, a man. But, piss but, off but, now. But then you said that man's name. You said the man's name. You <laughs> brought this man's name. Okay, Bob, Brad, you go. Well, the only the only implications if we if we don't finish, I think Conte will stay if we if we don't finish top four. But the only implications is basically money because if you get into the Champions League, you're guaranteed if you're playing the group stage alone, was it sixty or seventy million pounds? So, which is two decent players. So, so I think that's the only implications I can see. I think you'll still do you think say there's a Kane implication if we do or don't get in, or do you think if if, if Conte stays, Kane will Kane will do what Conte does? Well, I was I was watching uh, We Are Tottenham TV watch along a few weeks back, uh, and Stell, when the one with Iggy and Stell, and Stell was saying that he was saying that if we get top six, Conte's done an absolutely amazing job. Yeah, and you know you find it I find it very hard to disagree with that. Top six would be brilliant, and and improvement on last season when we finished seventh. But I think going back to the implications, 
uh, anyone watches it's always sunny in Philadelphia. You know why I'm laughing. <laughs> implications. Uh, <laughs> going back to the implications, uh, it will obviously be money. It'll obviously be money, but obviously the, the the sort of category of player that we can also attract as well, because there will be some players that will say, "Well, I'd love to come to Tottenham, Conte, living in London, Premier League, blah blah blah." But you're not in Champions League, so I won't. So I think that that they're the two to me anyway. I think Conte will stay. I think it will it will affect the money just on the fact that we won't be able to get the Champions League money, and obviously teams will, will plan ahead and they'll be well. We haven't got that money to spend, so so yeah, they're the implications, the money side of it, and the fact that certain players will say no, I can't because I want to play Champions League. And you have to say, although I think it's unlikely, you have to say Harry Kane comes into that because Harry Kane wants to play Champions League. So I don't think he will, but will go, but that that has to come into it. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Jay Ashraf says here, uh, if Conte walks, we're going from machine to continue the Italian setup. From Kieran <laughs> McDonald. How are you doing, Kieran? Uh, Con, uh, C-O-N-C-A-C-A-F. Yeah, it's the American World Cup qualifying groups. Ah, uh, right, OK. Has me missing Spurs something fierce. Come on, Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Let's go, USA. Uh, we'll come to the uh, international break. Last point uh, before we've kind of already mentioned it, but yeah, uh, Bob Spurs question, uh, Brian, uh, the floor uh, and and my uh, 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 mistimed use of a certain four-letter word. Uh, yeah, the floor is yours. <laughs> okay, so the implications are: um, first of all, I'll be saying to my wife when we we, we arrive in London, listen, I'm going to take you to a lovely, lovely open space and show you some lovely greenery in in Enfield and not tell her that we're actually going to the training ground and then I'm going to give her my, my leave you outside and say, just walk around here. Beautiful, beautiful fields, lovely scenery, lovely little English pub. I'll take you to lunch because believe me, I will be there. I will be there. Listen, the implications are not getting top. Right. Let's address Harry Kane first of all. Harry Kane, if he finishes the season the way he's playing right now, he is going to be within touching distance next season of Jimmy Green's record. He is not leaving with it, the record being that close. Yes, he may not get the trophies and everything he wants at Spurs, but there's no way if he's within touching distance of the late great Jimmy Greaves yeah. that he's not staying to get that because you've seen when Ian Wright broke Cliff Bastins or Frank Lampard beat, uh, you, you, you become the all Wayne Rooney beats Sir Bobby Charlton. You have that title and you take it off the, the man that is Jimmy Greaves. You are immortal. You are immortal. No one can ever take that away from you, apart from in years and years and years, mm -hmm. someone will eventually beat you, but you will hold that record for years. Absolute years. I mean, own goals this season are catching up with Harry Gaines' goal tally. So, uh, own goals <laughs> might become our. So, uh, but but the, 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 the implications are obviously we come to my favorite person. Um, and it, it's kind of what, what Daniel Levy does is you know, like when you're at, when you're at school and you go into work. And you try and leave school at high school age. You go for go for a job. They go, well, where's your qualifications? You're like, well, I haven't got any qualifications. I just came out to work. But then you go to uni, you get your qualifications, and then they say, well, where's your work experience? <laughs> You're like, well, I did get my work experience. So I went and got the qualifications you wanted. Um, that's where we're going. And this is where the bullshit stops. This is where the bullshit stops. With Jose Mourinho, I could understand that because Jose Mourinho comes in and spends hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions wherever he goes. Fact. Antonio Conte doesn't. Fact. He f identifies or with his coaching or his scouting network, identifies players that will play his brand of football, have the mentality to put in the work that he demands, 
and will know that I bring success. And the content, if we don't get, if we don't get Champions League this season, that's the whole point of having Conte there. It's the Conte pull. When players, if people know, let's just say we don't get it, we qualify for Europa. People, if we start getting the players in Conte wants, and let's say they do play Champions League every season, but they're not playing it like a Real Madrid, a Barcelona, a Juventus, a Bayern Munich. Coming to Tottenham for the Antonio Conte effect, like people would want Mourinho, people will come to work under Conte. And if Conte gets the players he wants, I think players will sit there and go, do you know what? We may not be in the Champions League this season. We might be in the Europa League. But if, if Conte gets in the players he wants, I can do without Champions League for one season because mm -hmm. if Conte's got what he wants, I guarantee I'll be in it the next season. I guarantee it. So if Conte gets what he wants, and it doesn't... I keep saying this. I don't expect us to spend... I'd love us to spend 250 million, 300 million and plus. Conte doesn't need that budget. It'd be nice for him to have it so he can shop where he wants. Um, but I think this with this manager... It's not going to be a case where, oh, he wanted too much money or the fees were too much. Where I'm worried, and I've said this on many a stream, that if he says, and I keep using De Vrij as the perfect example for, from Inter, if he goes and says, I want De Vrij, get me De Vrij, I don't want to see a cheap alternative of De Vrij. I don't want to see a De Vrij wannabe that is one for the future. I don't want to hear, oh, well, he's got no selling fee. Go get De Vrij. Because Conte knows what he's doing. And we're going to have to move very quickly because Conte loves his players in early, like Poch did before pre-season. So he has a whole six weeks with them. So when it comes to game time, they're ready. So this qualifying for Europe and money, I don't think is as big as everyone. Yes, of course, it's lovely to get Champions League money. But Conte doesn't need hundreds of millions. He needs what he wants at the price he can get them. And that's the key. And if he does not get them in quick... There will be issues. And if there's issues, people know where I'll be. And now that Bob is uh, down in Enfield or, or close to the training ground, I know he'll be with me if he's not at work. Um, and this time, the numbers will grow. The numbers will grow. Um, and even if they don't, I will be there because I'm a man of my word when it comes to this and having my say. Because the, the, this summer, everyone has said, oh, January, we'll wait and see. But oh, no, it's the big summer. This is the big summer. We've heard this big summer so many times. And if it's not this summer, then I think people will finally go, do you know what? This is it. This is it. We said Conte the first summer. This is the window that we all need to pay attention to. We said this to all the Levy houses. Wait till the summer. Wait till the summer. And if it's another summer that starts off with fucking way below value or not getting in the players or, or waiting to sell to buy, I don't understand. If, if you know a player you can get in is coming in and you're trying to get a player out, get that player into back so the, the player's there, so then you can let this player go. Not try and sort out a deal to get the player out that leaves you with only a little bit of time to try and get this player in. This has to stop. And I think this summer, if, if we don't start getting players in by the beginning of, beginning of July, very, very beginning, of July, like late June at the latest, I think uh, there's going to be serious trouble. We should, have a, we should have a short list now. Of players for next summer. Well, Conte yeah. will know yeah. when he Conte yeah. will Conte will know what type of players he wants. Know which players are achievable. I mean, th there's no chance he's going to be able to go to Levy, get me Ronaldo and Messi in, and, and, and Mbappe in. Mm. 
So, you know, Conte's smarter than that, knowing that, you know, Haaland in, he knows he's going to get Haaland if he wants a striker. So there's got to be another alternative. And then it's up to him, Pavatichi, to go and get those and Levy to allow those two to do that stuff. Well, we're hoping during the international break, that's uh, part of the things <laughs> they'll be doing. Well, I think they're yeah. probably on the holiday, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Quick question to... for you, Brian, from Kirst. Uh, how are the Toronto Strawberries doing? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, they're, 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 they are actually... When, do you know what, Kirst? But actually, when it comes to summertime, we get them in. I'll show you the size of the Toronto Strawberries. Uh, um, they are huge. They're not, basically, when me and Kim uh, met <laughs> Kirst and we took her out for lunch, we kept telling her that the strawberries in London were like family size, like one one strawberry can, uh, can feed a family of six. Uh, and we were just joking about with her. But but here, I will tell you one thing. The, the fruit in Toronto, I swear to God, they're genetically modified. Like apples are like this big, some of them. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Uh, Brad, Brad, you'll see it very, very soon. It's like, Jesus Christ, look at the size of this thing. Um, but yeah, when the strawberries come out, I'll, I'll take a picture of you for Kirsten. And it'll be, uh, she, do you know what? We, we, we got to meet her, me and, me and Kim, and she really is just one of the most friendliest, kindest, most beautiful women you could you could wish to meet. She really is. And she came all the way down from Hull to meet us for a few hours. Oh, wow. Uh, and then got the train back and we went out for lunch. We had a really nice day. Um, and it was just wonderful to see her. She's just such a great girl. <coughs> Absolutely. Every time I've spoken to her, she seems a really nice girl. And uh, mm. yeah, she said, uh, great to meet you and Kim. Love you both. And uh, yeah, Brad, uh, lastly, before we kind of go, the international break. I mean, is it a worse time for Spurs than any of the other top four teams? Well, we mentioned it, it, about well, Kulisevsky potentially having to sit out or, or wear some protective headgear. And then uh, Romero, what happens to him with Argentina, Brazil? It, 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 it's... Uh, yeah, it, it, it's a what shame think, in fact, yeah. that we've, we've started to get a bit of teamwork. I mean, even in the Man United game, I think we showed a bit of te- we showed mm. better teamwork. So that's starting to gel. We've had the two wins, the on the ongoing uh, winning run, Brian. Well, thanks, thanks. <laughs> two games is not a run; it's a step. <laughs> the, uh, the, two, the two the two game winning winning streak that we, we've got put together. But no, we, we, I think we're starting to improve as a team. Uh, and this, this first eleven seem a lot settled now. They, they know each other's game. You got the two midfield sort of you know strong midfielders, and then you got the front three are playing well. And as I say, if you can get the wing backs performing well, Romero's amazing, you know. So, and that's now stopped for two weeks. So that momentum has gone, and momentum I think is very important in football. The other thing, obviously, is injuries, uh, which which happens. To us all the time, it seems. But then, then let's have a look and see what happens to all the other players from the other teams. Maybe they might have people coming back injured. But I'm not too worried about Kulachevsky. I think that'll be. He might wear the mask or, or the helmet. And I think he'll get. He'll, he'll be able to play. But uh, yeah, we've got. I think so far so good. I think Son's played. Uh, Bentakur's played. Kulachevsky's played. Uh, ben Davis and Joe Roden's played. So I think I think I play, these players have played without any problems. So, so yeah. But that that's one thing. The only good thing about the international break is I don't get stressed over Tottenham this weekend. That's the only good thing about it. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Comment from Bob Spur. Uh, Garn curse curse is great. I hope she remembers. She's on what <laughs> Big love, little sis. Uh, yeah, Brian. International break. Is it worse for us? Or uh, because if we get an injury, we could be in trouble. Whereas other teams can maybe survive an injury or two or, or do you think it's uh, both 
Do, do you know yeah, what? Doesn't I, really matter. All teams are, are, are struggling. For for once, I actually think this has come at a good time. And the reason I say that is, first of all, it gives Skip an extra couple of weeks to get back to fitness. And if Skip can get back now and be amongst the team, that relegates Winks. And I don't mean that with disrespect. I mean, you, you say a, a, a midfield four, a Hoybier, Benton core, or sorry, a three, and Skip, as opposed mm-hmm. to them two and Winks, your team is ultimately stronger. Ultimately, ultimately stronger. Mm-hmm. So it gives him time to get back. The injuries is a huge concern. It's a huge concern. That's the big thing. But if you look at it, Roden, all right, Roden's not playing anymore, probably won't, but Davies has got through to a final of or, or the next stage. of. So they're going to come back buzzing that they've got through. Um, Kulisevsky, the same. All of them have been with their countries. And uh, thankfully, so far, they've all won. Apart from we don't have any Italian players. Uh, so there's not even a, oh, fuck, I'm not going to. What, you know what I mean? They're going to be buzzing. They're through to. So I actually think this may have come. I know it stopped the run. As people are calling it, the, the run. Um, but I actually think giving Skip that amount of time to come back, because, like I said, I, 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 Skip has been for me, even though he's had this injury, has been my player of the season, hands down. Um, and you look at it, and we saw it in the Chelsea game where I met Brad for the first time when we lost three 0 when I first went to the 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 game and you, Chris, that game. Yeah. Um, and you look at the Arsenal game away, you saw how much we missed Ollie Skip when he wasn't there. You could, there was a huge Ollie Skip sized hole in that midfield, and that's when I can mark. That's a, a kind of a a way you can gauge how good a player is when you physically miss him when he's not there. Um, and for him doing it at this age, so I think him possibly having this two weeks to get back to even more March fitness. The fact that a lot of the players like Human Son, uh, I mean, career of uh, South Korea have qualified, but he's got another goal. You know what he's like with his country, so very patriotic. I think mm. they're all going to come back so far, absolutely buzzing that they're they're going to the World Cup and yada yada yada, and all fit and ready for they get to see their families. Um, I think it's. I think it, this may have come for once, for once at just the right time, but that's yeah. all dependent on injuries. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, uh, going back to Ollie Skip, I, I think that the, the the good thing about Bentecourt and Hoiberg playing well as a, as a as a pair, if they keep on playing that well, that means that we don't have to bring Ollie Skip back in straight. We, exactly. we, can, we, can, we can sort of bring him in gradually. Because obviously, if he's had an injury, you don't want to suddenly rush him in. Completely. So as, yeah, so as Heuberg and Bentecourt keep playing as they are, then we can we can sort of blend him in, uh, blend him in, bring him into the team. But yeah, that's, that's a good point. He's got another, another couple of weeks. And I, I've, not that I was any great player, but I've had a groin injury. It takes ages to get over. It really does. Yeah, well, with with Benton Kerr and Hoiberg playing as they are, Skip coming back, it gives Conte a nice problem that he's probably mm. not too upset that he's got with the two positions available, three players who are equally good playing there. And, you know, the only, the only well, it, it, have. it also gives him the option to go to a three in midfield if he needs to. Mm. Yeah. If, he, if he needs to say, right, I want to put two up front and, uh, and, uh, and really take control of the midfield yeah. and make that the key battle, he has the option to go three, five, two. We've yeah. seen with Winks, he, it just, it just, the only way you can play Winks is in a 3 5 2. And the only way you can do it is if you play against a team like a Leeds that are very, very open. But you say, if, if, if I was to say to you, we're going into the North London derby 
midfield three of Bentecourt, Hoiberg and Skip, you'd be like, right, I'll have some of that. Yeah. I don't care who Arsenal, I, I will have some of that. Um, so it gives him that option as well. Yeah. Yeah. I felt a bit sorry for skipping the fact that I, I thought I thought it was an, an outside bet to make the England World Cup squad. Mm. But maybe now it might be more difficult because he hasn't hasn't been playing recently. But I think if he if he'd have had a full season, I think he'd have been a uh, definitely outside there's, chance to make that. Type there's of always the first few months of next season, isn't there? If he starts mm. well in there and you, Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, that's yeah. a point actually. Does anyone when the World Cup's on in December, does that mean that the league, the Premier League, stops or yeah, for about forty days? The World Cup. Right. So there's no. That's going to be really interesting. The World Cup mm. because there will be players coming back that are injured for the rest of the season mm. and then stuff like that, and that will affect uh, uh, championship. Uh, the, the teams going for championships, teams going for top four, relegation, and cups and all that. So I think FIFA could could be in you know similar to. Uh, what Sheffield United did to West Ham when they went down in, in line to being sued here by quite a few teams. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, everyone knows it's been a disgrace and it's been on there. But I, I, I can see FIFA getting sued and, and all sorts mm-hmm. happening because it will affect teams who, who are going great guns, get dragged into relegation battles or, or lose uh, leads and, 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 places because their top player gets injured because of a World Cup during the middle of the season. Did you see the uh, Harry Kane interview, the England interview, the other day, press conference? No. I, I felt very sorry for him. He actually handled it really, really well. Now, we all know that the human rights issues in Qatar and and, 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 and transgender, all that sort of thing, we all know that they're really, really poor and need sorting out. But literally every question I asked him was about that. I felt really, really sorry for him. And but he, he handled it really, really well, I have to say. But yeah, the questions I kept asking him, well, what do you think about this? What do you think? Yeah, I felt yeah. Yeah. The media um, not yeah. Fair, the media at all, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, we pretty much reached the end, not much to talk about. We have got one question uh, a question, a comment from Kirst. Uh Arsenal, of all the big games, we have easy ones. Ooh, don't set yourself <laughs> up. For We've been here before. It's our chance now to smash them out of the top four position. I think that's why the North London day, Derby Day isn't announced yet to be the game to see who gets top four. Absolutely, I agree with that. And uh, people, I, I was speaking to friends who said it won't be the last game because that's already been decided. We've seen mm. from the FA with the uh, FA Cup semi-final on the 16th, 17th of, uh, of uh, uh, April, I think it is. Uh, Man City, Liverpool fans coming down on the day that there's tube strikes, they could care less about the fans. So if if, yep. if, if, if there's more money involved for Sky and the FA and, and Premier League by having that North London derby game changed to, so it's the last game of the season, they'll just change it and then the fans who've already bought their tickets or coming down or whatever can sod off. Well, you, you they they today, don't care. They don't care. You see, today it was announced on Sky Sports that we've had to cancel the North London derby and the women's football yeah. because of COVID. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, I didn't see that, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, we pretty much reached the end. Uh, not much else to talk about. There is international games, but yeah, uh, an hour and fifteen minutes on a, on a day where there's not much to talk about with Spurs. Mm-hmm. There's always something to talk about with Spurs. Uh, two great guests, as I say, and I've said it again. I've said it again uh, uh, before. I'll say it again. And Kerr says, uh, "Wouldn't miss it for the world." Bob show on the show or not, I will be on. Uh, love you too, brother. Sure, it'll be an emotional one. Make sure you get over to Bob Spur TV, half 10 p.m. tomorrow, UK time. And if you're not around, make sure on Sunday you go on YouTube and watch the replay of it. It's absolutely huge, hugely important show. It's it's far more important than football. Uh, I'm, I'm sure everyone who watches this knows exactly the situation. Uh, 
but yeah, absolutely important that you watch that and get your comments into Bob, uh, show your appreciation for him coming back and well wishes. Uh, I just hope he realizes he's going to get a lot of those uh, during that show. But yeah, absolutely huge show that's far more important than, than, than the football that we talk about, or the football that we watch or anything like that. It's far, far more important. So really, you don't want to miss that. So honestly, please go and watch uh, Bob Spur TV. Um, tomorrow half 10 p.m uk time uh but yeah brad thanks so much for coming on uh regular on here always pleasure having you on uh and brian a uh, pleasure as always uh just quick plug uh tottenham tour uh or you are um you're 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 we are tottenham tv on tour at this moment we are tottenham on tour um and uh yeah we'll we'll be there um today tomorrow and sunday um uh, obviously, my show on tour, but yeah, I'm, I'm just going to echo like I have been um, since he's become. He's, he's just been in the chat saying thank you. Um, no problem, Bob. My to, 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 tomorrow's show is just. I, I I can't describe how how much of an honour it is for me to actually be a part of that show, mm. um, and just to be able to 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 be. I was a regular on his show as always, um, and just to, just to be seeing him and. Obviously, seeing him as I did in the hospital and how poorly he was, and now seeing, like he said, with his what the thing that I, f- I thought he'd forgotten, and just seeing his mannerisms come back in, <laughs> and his sense of humour and everything, it's been it's been it's been a it's a bit of journey for a lot of people. Obviously, no, no more so than him and what he's had to go through. But the the fact that he was better come back in mid April, but he's like, no, do you know what? I want some normality. I want to do this and. The, the the love this man's going to get and richly deserved because, like I said to you, dur- during that time, it was like my left arm was missing. I didn't know what I was doing myself. Um, I flew over, as people know, and it was because I couldn't stand being here. And uh, Ilana was like, you're walking on eggshells, you're up and down. It, it was uh, So the fact that he is doing this show tomorrow, the fact that we're going to be part of it, and the fact that the Tottenham community have come together to clear the airways to make sure none, no one... Or, or like within our community, obviously there may be some other channels or whatever, um, but no one in our community is streaming. No one. Um, so uh, everyone, not only to, to make sure that everyone is watching it, because everyone wants to be a part of it. Everyone mm. wants to see him back. Um, <laughs> it, 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 it's like I keep saying when I first read it, it's return of the barb. Um, <laughs> so, so it, 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 it's just a, a, a wonderful thing. It's like, Tomorrow's show is like Christmas, New Year, your birthday, anniversary, Easter, Russia, Shadow, all, all the all the goodness that there is. Um, that's what tomorrow is about. So uh, everyone watch Bob Spur TV. Everyone subscribe to Bob Spur TV. Um, like I said, it, it's the most important show of the year. It's the biggest show of the year. And uh, it's just going to be incredible. To, to uh, I've already seen the intro. He, he sent me a video of the intro. So mm-hmm. I've already... It, it, it's just great to see Bob intros again because he is the master of the intros. Um, so, yeah, it's just going to be incredible. And I, I, I literally cannot wait for half past six my time tomorrow evening. I cannot wait. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, Echo again. Get over to Bob Spur TV at half yeah. 10 uh, p.m. UK time tomorrow. Get your comments in, uh, your well wishes to Bob, and enjoy the show. It's probably going to be an emotional one. but Yeah, I'd like, to, I'd like to echo that as well, what Chris and Brian have just said, definitely. Yeah, but a hugely important show. Like I said, it's far more important than whether we'll get top four, whether Conte mm. will stay, whether Levy will stay, whether we'll get... Far, far more important than that. Um, 
so yeah so please please go over and watch that and if you can't obviously tomorrow make sure you watch it on the replay uh, and hit the like and, and put the comment in uh youtube rather than the live uh, video yeah that's basically it for us today uh thanks everybody for watching please hit the like and subscribe here as well after you've uh, uh, uh favorited uh bob spurs channel and and make sure you watch that we're on 200 now 202 now so here's bob, the next walking, walking like an egyptian <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to work out the best way oh that's it yeah do the down one with your hand as well there you go now do it together now do it together here we go Walk like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, please give a like. Please give a subscribe. Uh, get to the next hundred, and then go on to Tottenham on tour. Go on, we are Tottenham TV as well, and give the likes and subscribes there. Uh, international breaks still. So Monday, something different. A quiz on Monday. I'm going to try and set that up tomorrow. Uh, anyone, yeah, obviously that'll be 8pm uh, UK time. Brian's the uh, current champion. There, there, there's, there's, no, there's no prize to. Um, give out this time i'm afraid so it's for pride so uh anyone who wants to be a part of that i've got space for nine uh yeah so brian's already in uh brad if you want to be in yeah uh, uh, what time monday uh, 8 p.m okay yeah should be able to make that yeah, yeah got should me. be setting that up tomorrow the actual quiz uh and yeah uh, anyone else who wants to get involved uh, uh ping me a dm uh tweet me uh, uh whatever and yeah something different for monday when there's no football but yeah That'll be Monday. Uh, this is today. Tomorrow is Saturday. Bob Spur tomorrow. I keep saying it. Keep saying it. The uh, the intro on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook of this show will be us telling you to go and watch Bob's uh, channel because what yeah. we're talking about isn't really that important in comparison to the whole scheme of things. Um, so, yeah, please go and watch Bob Spur's uh, uh, channel tomorrow. And uh, thanks for watching here. And as always, come on, you Spurs. Come on, and you Spurs. as always, love you, Bob. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching, for everybody who participated in the live chat and added comments. Before you go, please make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Anybody who couldn't watch the live video, you can still catch us on YouTube. Add any comments, suggestions or questions to the comments section on the video. Anybody who's listened to the audio-only podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anybody who wants the audio-only podcast, you can get this wherever you get your podcast from. Alternatively, if you go to Twitter, at LTalkTottenham, you'll find all the information there. We'll be back soon. We're live Mondays, 8pm, Fridays, half 12, UK time. Until then, come on, you Spurs!